the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Heard any good conspiracy theories lately? Here's one for you. It comes from Becker News. It's written by Kyle Becker. It's his website. And the headline is, quote, Here are the documents the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine scrubbed on biological threat reduction labs. So the Russians are accusing accusing the United States of having a U.S.-funded and administered biowarfares laboratory research program in Ukraine. And he writes that the Russians' insistence that they have evidence of these programs has become a major hurdle at the diplomatic negotiations between Russia and Ukraine and could also explain why Putin invaded in the first place. Uh, Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, said at a press conference last week that, quote, the Pentagon built two biowarfare labs and they have been developing pathogens there in Kiev and Odessa, unquote. And the, and the Russians say that the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine scrubbed a lot of documents related to the Ukrainian bi- biological threat reduction program when the uh, invasion started by the Russians. Becker has the documents up on the website. Uh, you can see them there. Not enough time here to read them, but uh, they look awfully official. I have no idea what kind of a track record Kyle Becker has for getting to the truth or for exaggerating stories. I'm just throwing it out to you. And you can check it out for yourself at beckernews.com, B-E-C-K-E-R news.com. These documentaries are written in, I'm sorry, these documents are, are written in Russian. And they've been translated. And, you know, after what we saw governments and the media doing during the COVID-19 hysteria and what we know about Fauci and Wuhan and all the untruths that came out of there, and that's still really unknown what exactly happened there. So anyway, I I don't know about you, but I'm not dismissing anything. And there should be a mainstream media outlet out there somewhere with the the time and the ability to investigate this. There's a lot of propaganda flying around out there, and it's coming from all sides. Maybe that's all this is. Maybe it's just one big lie by Russia. But as I said, you can do what you want. I'm not dismissing anything. Just check it out at beckernews.com, and then you decide. Meanwhile, speaking of the media, when we come back, we're going to have our media ethics ethics expert, uh, Jeff McCall, here. We're going to talk about the major media outlets taking big money from the government to promote the vaccines over the last couple uh, over the last year or so. And in our second half hour, Selena Zito will be here with another story that might lead you to, when you have the choice, pick Pepsi over Coke like I do. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Home Show now through Sunday. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. We have a 12-year-old German Shepherd named Sophie, and she became overweight, stinky, greasy coat, and lifeless almost. Then about four years ago, we found out she had several vertebrae fused together. She was unable to walk. The vet told us Sophie was going to have to be euthanized. I thought, I've got to do something. 
D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. I remember Sophie starting the Dynavite, and she, from day one, has loved it. She is no longer stinky. She is full of life. Dynavite healed Sophie. Dynavite is nutrition. I truly recommend that people not wait until the vet recommends euthanasia. You have to get them on Dynavite right away while they're healthy. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code half off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code half off. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Hey, whatever happened to COVID-19? Seems like the media have been distracted by something. And how much credibility credibility did they all lose over the past two years? A story by the blaze won't do much for their credibility. And that includes Fox, by the way. All the networks took advertising money from the government to promote the use of the vaccines. Jeffrey McCall is professor of communications at DePaul University and a media critic for The Hill and foxnews.com. He joins us now. Jeff is the man that we uh, talk to about media ethics a lot. Uh, and uh, good, good to have you on again, Jeff. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome, John. Thanks for having me. So what do you make of this story, Jeff? Well, I think it's very odd that the federal government is paying money for a public advocacy program uh, when the federal government has all kinds of levers to get their message out without having to do paid advertising to media outlets that presumably are supposed to be covering the government with a straight face and serving as our watchdogs. Now, I know these media organizations say that there are barriers between their sales departments where they take this advertising money and the editorial side of their news departments. But uh, at some point in the hierarchy of any media organization, they are businesses and they are taking money from outfits that they are supposed to be covering uh, as news sources. And so I have a little problem with that. Uh, And so ultimately, I think this is one of those cases where media organizations at the time of COVID probably felt compelled to take this advertising money because a lot of media organizations were suffering financially during COVID. Uh, But they need to be above the fray, so to speak, and they need to not be taking money from organizations, from from the federal government, that is, that they're supposed to be covering journalistically. Yeah, and I I know that uh, the the media outlets like to say there's a firewall uh, between the sales department and the news department. Uh, But I'm sorry, I worked in local TV for a long time, and the same claim is made there. And uh, believe me. I know of cases where there were holes in those walls. I know that there were stories we didn't touch. And I know that there are stories out there now that the the local media will not touch 
because of the money being spent by one company or another, and they don't want to um, um, lose that money. So I, I don't. I'm not buying that for a minute. That there's a, now, a firewall. I don't know about you. Yeah, me either. Uh, and you know, I, I know there are supposed firewalls, and, and there are holes in between them. And I'm not saying that the news director is going down the hall and talking to the sales managers and saying what stories can we cover or not cover. I'm worried more above the uh, level of the news director or the sales manager. I'm worried about the executive level, you know, the general managers, you know, the CEOs, the people in the corporate towers, because at a certain point they're more interested in money and they know very little about journalism ethics. And so they don't have a, you know, a bit of uh, restraint in terms of taking this money. But I think uh, a part of the blame for the, I mean, there's blame, I think, at the media level, I mean, and, and the, the news organizations that took this money from the federal government are the most recognizable big-name organizations. You know, all the major networks, the major cable channels, the major newspapers, the Washington Post, those places. So they, they were all having their hands in there. But I think one of the worst things here is that you had a federal government that was willing to throw money at these organizations, these media organizations, knowing full well that that compromises their integrity and makes them look bad for credibility purposes. And the federal government's basically trying to buy influence. In a sense, the federal government's lobbying its own citizens, which I don't think is a very good thing. And so I know that Congress appropriated money for the federal government to get the word out about COVID precautions and COVID vaccines and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know that they should be directing that money directly at media outlets and paying for them because of the compromise and the conflicts of interest that we see there. So I really say the federal government, I think, has to take the major responsibility here. But I would have, I would have been delighted if we could have heard any of these media organizations, you know, whether it was the New York Times or CNN or Fox News or any of those, to say, we're not taking government advertising because we're covering this as a story. And that's the thing. This was a story, the information about COVID, the content of it, who was getting it out, and they should have had enough sense to be able to say, we're not taking this money because we need to cover this as a story, and we can't be biased based on any money that might be getting thrown at us. What about a disclaimer after the ads? Would that have been uh, – I I can't remember now because this this story just came out, and I wasn't paying that much attention as I was watching the commercials and – uh, I don't watch a lot of other networks other than Fox anyway, except, uh, you know, dropping in and out every once in a while. But uh, I don't remember anything at the – like when it's a political campaign, uh, the, the the candidate will come on and say, I'm so-and-so and I approve this message. Or they'll say, this this paid for by such-and-such organization. I don't think there was any of that going on with these ads. I don't recall any, so I don't want to be 100% sure, but I don't recall any of those kinds of disclaimers. It might have been in the fine print somewhere, but they came off looking like public service announcements, which would suggest that the news outlets weren't actually taking money for for airing those. Uh, But even with a disclaimer, I'm not sure it really solves the greater issue of having the government trying to lobby its own citizenry and using the watchdog media to do their purposes for them. So... Uh, there are problems on several levels, and I know COVID put everybody in unusual spots. I mean, the government was trying to get information out. The media didn't know how to deal with it. People were afraid, which is part of the problem is that we were creating such fear in our country regarding COVID that people kind of lost their minds. But I do think that the media organizations should have been a little more upfront and, if anything, made sure that people knew that these were paid announcements by the federal government and uh, that they were being segregated, so to speak, from their news coverage. Yeah, I, I should say here that during the uh, the presidential campaign, and and also during the uh, during the uh, the 2018 campaign, I was off. Uh, most no, I wasn't on the air in 20, here in no, 2016. So it was during the 2020 presidential uh, year. Um, I had the Republican Party constantly offering me people to come on and spew the Republican line, and I, I accepted them. But this is a conservative talk radio show. This isn't CNN primetime supposedly news or Fox News. People who tune into this show know that you know where I come from, and they know what they're going to get. So I, I don't think that's the same, but 
Uh, how is this different, as far as you're concerned, uh, from uh, a CNN running a, uh, a campaign ad while yeah, well, in the middle of a campaign, you know, taking a paid ad from the Joe Biden campaign? Yeah, and presumably... Uh, when you have a guest on your show who comes on as a Republican operative, people know where they're coming from. But when a message comes from the federal government and is supposedly advocating for the science or giving us government supposedly independent-minded uh, you know, medical experts or whatever, we would like to think that that's above the political fray. But particularly for ads during 2020, they had to have a political component to them because basically all of the messaging about COVID – had something to do with one policy or another and whether you supported certain policies that were advocated by the Trump administration or policies being challenged by the Biden campaign, they all became political messages. So certainly all these messages had a political undertone to them. And that's where, again, we had, we had government agencies that weren't necessarily lockstep with the Trump administration uh, trying to message on things where they're promoting science as though science was settled. And I think that's one of the problems, too, is, you know, we have, oh, science shows and research shows and that sort of thing, and we put that on the air with a straight face, not knowing that the people who are in these government agencies could well be actors on their own trying to advocate for one position or another, and that they might have their own opinions about who should be elected, ultimately. Is it interesting or disappointing that, there, as you said, there was not one, as far as I'm uh, aware, there was not one major media outlet that said, oh, no, we're, we can't do that. We're, we're covering that story. It, it, won't, it won't look good, and it damages our credibility. Is it kind of disappointing that not one thought to, first of all, make a story out of the fact that the government is doing this, and then at the end of the story say, and that's why we are not, you will not see those ads on this uh, network? Yeah, that would have been a great story. Uh, and it's interesting that nobody covered that. And again, as far as I know, we, we don't know which organizations might have turned that down, but they yeah. certainly didn't report that at the time, which would have made a great story. I also think it's worth noting that it took the blaze to actually get this story out even now. And the blaze only got this story out because they filed Federal Information Act and got the documents to show how much money was purchased on major news organizations by Homeland uh, or Health and Homeland Security. And so I think, or anyway, it's, it's Health and Human Services, sorry. Yeah. But HHS was buying ads uh, in a political sense uh, to advocate for certain policy positions, uh, and honestly, they shouldn't have to buy ads. If, there, if there's a message that's important enough, HHS should be able to step up to the press conference, uh, to the podium, or send a press release to all these news organizations. And if, if, it's, if it's news... It'll be out there, and if it's not news, it doesn't need to be out there. So basically, HHS was serving its own public relations news agency function here, which, again, just raises a lot of questions. And I must say, hats off to the blaze for filing the Freedom of Information request to get these documents, or, or we'd never know about this story now. Yeah, uh, they, they had to, the, there was obviously reluctance on the part of the government to let people know uh, that, that this was going on. Um, so, um, you know, and, and we talked about this, but th th there's a temptation. All, all the times we saw Dr. Fauci on every network except Fox, by the way, but uh, the temptation for, for outlets to accept guests, as I said here, they're offered to me all the time, but uh, to, to accept guests offered to them by the government because of the money being spent. So we don't know how many times uh, certain people showed up on certain networks because um, they they decided, well, you know, we're, we're taking money from these people. Maybe we ought to, you know, it's okay to put them on. We, we agree with what they're saying anyway. What's the difference? Yeah, and the government clearly was trying to influence the news agenda for its own selfish purposes, and that disrupts the whole independent-mindedness of the press and why we have a First Amendment in the first place. And, again, I, I'm not trying to, like, go off on Dr. Fauci here, yeah. but, it's, but it's pretty clear that throughout this whole COVID two years, Dr. Fauci has not just been a scientific expert, he has been a political operative, no uh, pushing certain kinds of things, and I think the media got kind of gulled into accepting him only as the science, even he said, he said once that he goes, I am the science, without anybody ever challenging him, and early on, you know, we didn't know who else to rely on, but as the COVID thing went on, 
it became clear that there were other voices who were not in lockstep with Fauci, and those, vice, those voices got silenced and stifled in favor of Fauci as the science. And when the government is peddling experts that they think are going to end up in the news agenda, and the news agenda is not being set independently by editors and producers of those news organizations, I think we have a very bad situation happening. Yeah, uh, on to something else here. We're, we're talking to Jeff McCall. He's a professor of communications at DePaul University and a media critic uh, for The Hill and has done some work for foxnews.com. Um, NBC News on their website, this is a totally different subject now, has a story uh, with this headline, DEFCON One Moment, New Spanish Language Conservative Network uh, Fuels uh, Fresh Dem Fears Over Disinformation Latino Outreach. It's about a new conservative Spanish language network called Americano. Uh, and apparently there are fears of disinformation uh, with this network, but none with Telemundo, which happens to be a liberal uh, Spanish language network uh, with their anchor Jorge Ramos. You know, people who support a free and open marketplace of ideas should welcome any new organization that wants to get out there and participate. And I think it's really kind of beneath the dignity of all these organizations to diminish each other by throwing out that disinformation claim all the time, because we know now that a lot of people who are yelling disinformation are basically just saying, I don't want to hear that other point of view. And so my guess is the marketplace of ideas should welcome a Spanish language conservative station. It's going to be on Sirius, uh, the satellite distribution network, uh, and let them have their say. And if there's disinformation in there, somebody will call it out, it'll be identified as such, and it'll go away. And I think people need to just say, let the marketplace of ideas work, and the fact that people are wanting to beat up on this new Americano Spanish-speaking conservative radio network just shows that they're afraid of their possible influence rather than that they're afraid of particular disinformation that might show up out there. Absolutely. Uh, one last thing here. got about two minutes left, a little over two minutes. This bothered me uh, last week, and it's nothing really new, but I just happened to be listening to Fox on the ra- uh, satellite radio, and I heard Brett Baer talking about a Fox saying that uh, they had an off-the-record lunch with Joe Biden. And I've never understood. I, I, I don't even like it when I was covering sports, when, when people... Uh, took off-the-record information from from uh, general managers, managers, coaches, things like that. But Brett Baer, what about the ethics of having a an off-the-record lunch with a major news uh, source or a major government official like the, the president and um, getting information that you know is really important information and that, that your viewers deserve to know it but not being able to give it to them because somebody said before you spoke that it was off the record. I think that's ill-advised, and this has been a practice of many White Houses over the years to invite big-name media people in and say, well, we're going to have a frank conversation, but none of this is on the record. And my sense is, well, what if they went in and told them something that is newsworthy? Are these news people supposed to turn their backs on their constituents, which would be us in the audience? Yes, they are, Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what they're doing, but, but they shouldn't. And I think, I think it would be safe to say we're happy to have a frank conversation, but it's not off the record. And we might keep some of it as on, on background, uh, but not, nonetheless, if you tell us something that's newsworthy, we owe it to our, our news consumers more than we know it to a politician who's basically trying to work those people and do PR with those people and shine up to those people in ways that are serving their purposes, the politicians, that is, not the purposes of the audience, which should be foremost in any journalist's eyes. Now, uh, just finishing up here, one of my favorite uh, guys that I met in the media in my long career was a guy named Charlie Feeney. He was a baseball writer. He, t- he covered the Pirates. He told the Pirates, don't tell me anything off the record because I'm I'm, it's not going to be off the record. And what he said was they use that as a way to make sure that news doesn't get out. They know you're going to get it anyway, eventually. So they say, hey, listen, I'm going to tell you something off the record. We're going to trade Roberto Clemente, but you can't tell anybody. Well, they, you know, he, that, that's news that he can't report now if he does find it out on his own. And we're talking about the president of the United States here, not the general manager of the Pirates. But I'm, I'm out of time. Just real quick, about 15 seconds on that, if you can, Jeff. Well, I agree with you. Reporters should just not take things off the record. If it's news, it's news, and you shouldn't be getting yourself compromised 
and there are big-name newsmakers who want to put you in a pickle by telling you off the record, and then they know that you're compromised and you can't report it. Jeff McCall, always great to have you on. You always clear things up for us, and uh, great on the ethics stuff with the media, and there's a little bit of a deficiency in that going on. I appreciate it. You're welcome, John. Thanks. Okay, that's Jeff McCall. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A new poll shows 70% of Americans favor increased U.S. oil and gas production amid rising fuel prices. The numbers come in the latest Rasmussen Report's daily tracking poll. 70% of respondents say the government should encourage increased oil and gas production to reduce dependence on foreign oil. Only 18% said they disagree. The poll comes amid soaring prices at the pump, buoyed by inflation and supply chain problems, and made only worse by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Republicans have been calling on President Biden to allow more U.S. production and ban oil imports from Russia. Bob Agner reporting. Jury selection begins Tuesday in the trial of four men accused of conspiring to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The government says the men were upset about Whitmer's stay-home policies and other COVID-19 restrictions in the early stretches of the pandemic. This is SRN News. What if I told you your home movies are already past their prime? It's true. The magnetic tape used in VHS and camcorder tapes only lasts between 10 to 20 years, which means your baby's first steps, weddings, and family vacations are fading away as we speak. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops this fading process in its tracks. And by preserving your recordings, they're safe forever. Legacy Box is simply the best way to preserve your past, which is why they've been trusted by over one million families. Your memories are meant to be shared, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. For a limited time, you can convert your tapes to digital for just $9 a tape. There's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. That includes film reels and photos, too. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to unlock our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. AM 1250, The Answer. Larry Elder presents The Facts. It sure is different in Florida, isn't it? Governor Ron DeSantis at a press conference at a college when some of the kids were wearing masks says, take off the masks. Do you want to wear it? Go ahead and wear it, but don't pretend you're actually doing something by wearing it. Isn't it amazing how people like AOC leave New York and then go down to Florida for vacation where she doesn't have to wear a mask? Pourquoi? On the next Larry Elder Show. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. Water damage to your home or business? Don't know what to do next? At Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh, we do. Demand the yellow van. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. Has your home or business been damaged by fire, water, or storm? Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. What if I told you your home movies are already past their prime? It's true. The magnetic tape used in VHS and camcorder tapes only lasts between 10 to 20 years, which means your baby's first steps, weddings, and family vacations are fading away as we speak. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops this fading process in its tracks. And by preserving your recordings, they're safe forever. Legacy Box is simply the best way to preserve your past, which is why they've been trusted by over one million families. Your memories are meant to be shared, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. For a limited time, you can convert your tapes to digital for just $9 a tape. There's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. That includes film reels and photos, too. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to unlock our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. 
That wind kicking up and we've got some downed power lines. Cochrane Road at Beverly Road in Mount Lebanon. Also Scott Township, Lindsay Road at Wincliffe Drive and West Deer Mountain View Road at Bryson Road. Blown Transformer, Webster Road at Logan's Ferry Road in Plum. An accident, Riddle Run Road, Freeport Road in Springdale. Still tied up Parkway East inbound, 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Much colder for tonight with a rain or snow shower in spots in the evening, followed by some flurries late, low 30. Sunshine and clouds for Tuesday, the high 42. Tomorrow night, clouds a low 32. Wednesday, rain and drizzle in the morning, then turning cloudy, the high 44. Clouds on Thursday with a high 52. Friday, high 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's been really hard to uh, keep up with the hypocrisy and the the inconsistencies in politics these days, media, uh, government, even the corporate world. And Selena Zito is a columnist with the Washington Examiner, the New York Post, and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And she has a whopper for you today, don't you, Selena? Thanks for coming on. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for having me. I hope everyone's safe during this crazy wind. My goodness. Yeah, they just blew over some power lines, I heard. Yeah, it's not good. Um, so it looks like uh, Coca-Cola isn't living up to that uh, song calling for perfect harmony in the world. <laughs> right. I like to teach the world to sing and everybody's holding hands and loving each other. You know, I've talked about this a lot on your show. I even wrote a book about it. Um, are uh, corporations getting involved in politics is not something that that people like. I mean, uh, um, we, we, even if you agree with them, the people have a hard time accepting that they now know that their favorite brand has a side. Uh, but yet it's been something that's been ongoing in the past 10 years. Uh, last year, it feels like 300 years ago, last year... <laughs> Uh, when Georgia passed their new voting laws, uh, Coca-Cola, which is based in Atlanta, in Georgia, uh, wasted very little time in tweeting their opposition to it, going on, on all the sort of national um, uh, news, cable news um, um, outlets, and, and um, just becoming sort of very strident about being against it. And and you could be against something, but however you if you're going to be against something, please arm yourself with facts. And he took they took their uh facts from the uh talking points from the Democrat Party, which shows it wasn't about an earnest belief that this was a wrong law, but that they had picked a side. And they went on for uh, about it for well over six weeks. Now, fast forward to almost exactly a year later, Coca-Cola, which is a global company, has its second largest share share in Russia. Now, I... I, I reached out to Coca-Cola. Of course, they didn't answer me, uh, but I checked their Twitter feed. I checked any statements they put out. I went to all their 17 different websites for every different country that they're in. There's not a peep. There's not a word. There's not a tweet. Uh, the only thing that I found was that not only are they continuing production, but they're trying to beef up, beef up production in Russia as Russia attacks another country. Uh, uh, by the way, a country where Russia, where Coca-Cola also has um, um, a, a very large presence. So the whole point is, is this sort of activism in corporate America is just a pose. It's not real. It's not about being something that is meaningful. It is about satisfying your corporate, uh, your activist shareholders and the people that are, you know, running around making the most noise about social justice. Uh, But it's not about anything incredibly courageous. If they were wanted to make a difference, 
uh, they should have said, and they still should say something about what's going on on, on and in Russia, because they actually could make a difference. If they stopped production there, that's 7,000 people that don't have a job now in Russia, but that's also um, an impact on the Russian government because it's the most popular drink outside of vodka in the entire country. Yeah, and it's uh, interesting because... Um, because of what happened last year in Georgia with Coca-Cola, I'm sitting here right now as I'm speaking to you holding a, uh, a bottle of Diet Pepsi. And, uh, and down in the, uh, in the lobby of the building where the station is here in Green Tree, uh, there's, if you want a diet drink, there are a choice of Diet Pepsi and Diet Coke. And for the last – I know this is killing Coca-Cola. It's going to – might put them out of business. But when I, <laughs> when I buy I, – and, and not just here but anywhere – I'm not saying I'll, I don't ever drink Diet Coke. If I go to a restaurant and they say, uh, you know, I say, I, I actually will say, give me a Diet Coke because that's just what you say. And they'll say, is Pepsi okay? But I mean, I, for the last year, if I'm given a choice, I take Pepsi. I don't, I don't drink a Coke right. product. That doesn't mean I, I won't. If I'm thirsty, I'll drink a Coke. But given a choice, I'm, I'm just not buying it, you know. So I, and I don't know how many people are affected that way by by companies that do this but i gotta be there's a, i gotta believe there's a, a pretty decent amount of people who do that oh absolutely see i, I talk about this show this on your show a lot about our cultural curators the people in our corporations in academia in government in institutions but also the boards that run our our sports entities and our our national newsrooms the people that run these places that make these decisions that decide whether to get involved or not in social justice events, um, all live in the super zip codes of our country, uh, where the centers of wealth and power are, far from the people that uh, buy their products, who sit in their seats, who watch their news. And, and there has been an impact about, by people, not just because we've lost trust or, and or lost faith, in those institutions, there's a trust barometer that's put out every year by Edelman that shows just how much trust Americans have lost, uh, or trust that Americans have lost in these institutions over the past decades. But also you have seen um, them suffering in their sales. And, and, you know, I mean, we can even point to the NFL where attendance is down. Mm-hmm. It's down for a reason because they decided to become a social justice organization and not do what they do best, which is football. Yeah. Well, um, uh, a lot of other companies have pulled out of Russia, though, haven't they? Yeah. There's been a, there's, uh, the two big um, um, energy companies, BP and Shell, have both pulled out. And, there, and, and every day there's sort of a list. Bloomberg um, is keeping a great list of everyone that is pulling out. If you just go onto their main um, uh, website. But every day that list grows. You know, if, if you are a company that wants to have a social conscience, that actually wants to make a difference, you don't just put a tweet out there because you want to satisfy some activists. A consequence would be for Coca-Cola to take a stand in Russia. Clearly what they're doing, they're invading another country. They're murdering people right in real time in their eyes. That's when you become a country, a, a company of consequence. Yeah, and the, uh, the, the bathroom law in North Carolina, um, the NBA pulled its uh, all-star game out of there. And again, these are, in, in that case and in the case with Coca-Cola, that the, the law, whether you like it or not, in in, in Georgia, the the, uh, the voting law, um, it was passed by people who were who voted on it, who were voted on by their constituents to go to the Georgia legislature and vote on things. It was done the way it's supposed but, to be. And and you know they sort of missed the, their big problem was voter ID. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, for Coca-Cola, well over 70% of people in this country, across the board, across all ideologies, they all um, support voter ID. We have to do ID with everything. It's not something that is trying to, that is attempting to be exclusionary. It is not something that is attempting to be racist. 
it is a it is a common occurrence that we do whether we buy alcohol when we go shopping or uh, whether we get on an airplane whether we get on a train we use we use our our identification all the time and it is also by the way incredibly insulting to people of color for them to for these people that make these 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 proclamations like the head of Coca Cola to assume that they don't have an an ID or know how to get one. Yeah, that is so insulting. I have talked to so many people that have said, "What is wrong? Why do we, why do they think we can't get ID?" Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and um, so. What do you think it would be different? And we're talking to Selena Zito of the uh, Washington Examiner, the New York Post, and the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Um, uh, do you think it would be different if the country wasn't in such a fifty-fifty situation? There were corporations would, if it was a ninety to ten, if if, if that vote had passed ninety to ten in Georgia, and the polls show that the people in Georgia were in favor of it, ninety to ten. Instead of probably being, I don't know what it ended up being, but it's it's probably a lot closer to fifty fifty. Do you think if it were if we were in a more of a uh, uh, or, or if we were in less of a fifty fifty situation with just about every issue that companies would not be able to uh, jump on these things the way they do because they'd look at that ninety percent and say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, send them away from my product. Well, absolutely, uh, and and also you know I, I think that. As you look at how the country has changed since 2020 in those elections in 2020 and 2021, or while Donald Trump lost in the um, presidential elections, if you look at the down-ballot elections, the country has become more center-right. And I do firmly believe nothing could change. However, I firmly believe that we are entering an inside-outside election. What do I mean by that? The um, the insiders being those that live in the wealthy zip codes in our country who who um, sort of live in this encased bubble, and then there's the rest of us on the outside. And while the outsiders may not all line up ideologically perfectly, they are very tired of the overreach and the, you know, over uh, yelling at us that is done by the insiders. And and I think that 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 is that that is still sort of missed, I think, by a lot of political analysts. But I do think we are in an inside-outside moment, and wh- whoever is in the party of power at that time is the one that uh, that loses. And this is when realignments a- occur as well, and and the parties are realigning in a really interesting and fascinating way. And I think we're just seeing the beginning of that. Well, we'll talk about that as we get closer to the election. I, I wanted to ask you something else. I just had uh, one of my favorite guests, as you are, uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff McCall. Uh, he's a, he's a uh, communications professor at DePaul University. He's really good. I, I, I love talking to him about journalistic ethics because he's not actually working in, in the field, but he's teaching people right. and, he's, and he thinks about this stuff and he observes and I asked him about uh, something that's always bothered me, and I'd like to get your take on it. I was listening to Fox uh, at, last week, and Brett Baer mentioned that he just came. And maybe you've done this yourself. Uh, I'm sure you have. Uh, um, and he mentioned that he that he had an off the record luncheon with the. Pre- I believe it was the president. It was the Trump. Admi- I mean the uh, Biden administration. But I think it was the president himself. And uh, he said we had a nice, you know, nice lunch and everything, and a lot of the stuff was off the record. And that really bothers me because if you have the access to the president of the United States, I don't want to hear about anything that he tells you that you're not allowed to say. I I don't want to hear about it. And and, and it happens all the time. So I agree with you. I have have been invited to those um, both by the Obama administration and um, the Bush administration, I can't remember if the Trump and I don't think they did anything off the record because he trusts everybody. Um, and it was probably much to the chagrin of his handlers. Uh, but I, I have been invited to those, invited to one uh, that Hillary Clinton had when she was running in 20. 20- 
six twenty two thousand. I can't remember whatever year it was. Twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've always refused to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I've, I've always. Re- it makes me uncomfortable. Look, the, this there may be a benefit if you're a Washington-based or a New York-based reporter and you're covering sort of inside policy stuff. But for someone like you or me, that that, that really isn't. Well, here. Um, it, it, Here's my problem. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm running out of time here. But here's my problem, and I mentioned this to Jeff. Uh, Charlie Feeney, who used to write for the Post-Gazette. I don't know if you remember that name. He was the the – yeah, great guy, an old school – as old school as you can be. And he had a philosophy that was different from just about anybody I've ever run into. He said, there is no off the record with me. So don't say to me, hey, Charlie, i got to tell you something, but it's off the record. Because as soon as somebody would say that to him, he would say, "Uh uh-uh. Nothing's off the record. Yeah. Don't say it. Because yeah. he learned after being around for a while, and this would ha- this is even obviously much more important than in, in the politics, that that is a way for newsmakers and, and public officials to manipulate yeah. you. They, yeah, they, they know you're on to a story. Uh, and then yeah. maybe they know Selena Zito's on to something that Joe Biden's going to resign tomorrow. So uh, yeah. well, let's have a thing. Uh, let's have a little meeting, and we'll tell her off the record that Joe Biden's going to resign soon. So you don't report right. report the story, and that's it's, yeah, it's manipulation. That. Yeah, I absolutely couldn't do that. No, I've I've never um, I've never gotten I've never done that. I've never accepted that kind of um, of invitation. Yeah, and um, lots of people do it, though. It just yeah, lots of people do. It's sort of the. It's sort of the way Washington works, but, you know, I'm just a girl from the north side. We kind of don't <laughs> yeah. get anything off the record when you're on the north side, right? Yeah, all right. Yeah, but <laughs> but but uh, there are people who I respect in the media, locally, nationally, people I know personally. I don't uh, – I've only heard one guy in all my years say that, and that's Charlie Feeney, uh, yeah. beat writer covering the Pirates. And so it's happening everywhere, and – um, I, I just can't believe that there are, there are people out there in major positions of media power who allow themselves to be manipulated to be manipulated by, like that. It's, it's stunning to me. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I you know the, the closest thing I've had had happen to that is if a person says I you know if I'm interviewing someone and they say I, I'm really uncomfortable giving my name and as long as I got permission I have permission yeah. from an editor to use it. Um, I think that's a different story. That's different. That's obviously, uh, yeah, that's different. You can say a source with the Pirates told me that Roberto Clemente is going right. to be traded tomorrow. Uh, right. That's totally right. different. Um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't even have good sources. It's usually a person that I'm interviewing <laughs> yeah. in a town, and they're like, can you not use my name? Because my mother-in-law will be so angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, hey, Selena, I didn't get a chance to talk about You wrote a really good piece, and I'm out of time. Uh, they can find it at uh, selenazito.com about the uh, Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, right next door to the Russian Orthodox Church in Carnegie. I want to tell people to go check that out, but I don't. Have t- I wanted to talk to you about that, but I ran out of time. Thank you so much for having me on. Feel uh, free to call anytime. Okay, thank you. That's Selena Zito. You can find thank her you. at selenazito.com, the Washington Examiner, the New York Post, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We'll be right back. Doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs the best installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right is going to install per manufacturer and NRCA specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention Dennis Prager for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or visit their website at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Want it done right? Call Doing It Right. Attention. 
This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-619-6488. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-619-6488 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-619-6488. What do you have to lose? Call 800-619-6488. Again, 800-619-6488. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This 5-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are 7 times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro-solid-state technology with built-in safety shutoffs. And it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is 200 dollars off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20 and you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20 and shipping is free. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, I've talked about masks here for uh, two years now and how much I, I just, they drive me nuts and uh, I think it's all been hysteria. Well, a story came out uh, just uh, in the last uh, few days uh, by the, uh, I think it was the Telegraph, um, and uh, it's a study that was done that actually comes out and just basically says that they are useless and have been useless. Think about this. Two years. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a newly published study in the peer-reviewed journal Physics of Fluids demonstrates that the cloth masks that hundreds of, mil- hundreds of millions of people, including small children, have been forced by their governments to wear are essentially worthless and they de- it goes. This story here goes into the how the study, and it gets very technical in here. But um, the authors' findings were recently shared by the popular British website, the Daily Mail. That's where it came from. Cloth masks do little to prevent the spread of COVID nineteen or other airborne diseases. A new study finds researchers from the University of Bristol in the United Kingdom found that ninety percent of part- particles could get through cloth masks, making them effectively useless during the pandemic. That's all you need to know. I went to a restaurant over the uh, weekend that I go to all the time and was waited on by someone who's waited on me many times, and I was shocked. He didn't have a mask on. I said to him, you have a face. You actually have a face. I mean, it was strange to actually see the guy's face. That's how ridiculous it's been for two years. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.